0: Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So if you're just tuning in, we have hit the rambling old man's press conference yesterday, and we will continue to play you some, and I use this term with a grain of salt, highlights we will play those for you uh, this hour it's absolutely worth hearing some of the things that were said um, it was it was a soul suck watching that yesterday but anyway we'll get to that eventually uh, you may recall uh, a number of days ago I brought you the story uh, that the the transgender Law Center which is a super activist group trying to get uh from uh, get, get a range of things done from the perfectly reasonable transgender people should never be the the uh the, the target of violence or discrimination or whatever that's fine i mean like r- actual discrimination uh but they're also on the way 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 radical end of things too like trying to get big beefy was a guy into like an hour ago swimmers uh, to dominate women's sports crazy and i mentioned to you that one of their internal reports leaked out It was entitled, Transgender Youth and the Freedom to Be Ourselves, Building Our Choir with a Race-Class-Gender Narrative. That whole race-class-gender narrative thing, we're going to circle back to in a minute. But one of the conclusions of the report was, right now our opposition wins the debate on trans youth in sports against any and all arguments we have tried for our side. In other words, there's absolutely no spin we can put on this that sane people will buy. In terms of big, beefy uh, fam- uh, former dudes competing in women's sports. So, first we'll deal with women's sports, then back to that whole race, class, gender thingy. Caitlyn Jenner came out and stated, on the record, I've said from the beginning, biological boys should not be playing in women's sports. We need to protect women's sports. So, the Olympian... Caitlyn Jenner came out and said the whole Leah Thomas thing is just, it's terrible, it's unfair, and we've got to end it. I appreciate her candor. Leah Thomas is also not good for women's sports. It's unfortunate this is happening. I don't know why she's doing it. She knows when she's swimming. She's beating the competition by two laps. She was born as a biological boy. She was raised as a biological boy, which really doesn't matter. But her cardiovascular system is bigger. Her respiratory system is bigger. Her hands are bigger. She can swim faster. That's unknown. All of this is woke world that we're living in right now. It's not working. I feel sorry for the other athletes that are out there, especially at Penn or anyone she's competing against. Because in the woke world, you have to say, oh, my God this is great. Well, no, no, it's not. Thank you, Caitlin. So the bad news that might be kind of good news is the NCAA has changed their transgender sports regulations. They've now said each individual sport uh, body got to figure it out for themselves, which is a cowardly micromeasure. There will now be a sport-by-sport sport approach for transgender athletes. Then they went into all a bunch of testosterone-level tests, even though, as Caitlyn Jenner pointed out, that is not nearly, nearly, nearly enough. The only reason I say it might conceivably be decent news is that it's become clear to the terrified, woke NCAA that what they're doing is, is just crazy.
1: Two other sports things? Uh, And then I have a great
0: deal more of the transgender stuff.
1: NBC is not going to send announcers to Beijing for the Winter Games. They just announced this. They're citing COVID? Maybe that's the reason. Maybe they are realizing this is politically untenable. I don't know. But this just came out. NBC not sending announcers to Beijing. They've got billions invested in this broadcast, and they're not sending any announcers. Do you think it's COVID like they claim? Or do you think it's just too complicated?
0: I think it may partly be COVID. It's also, also probably the uh, Chinese government lockdown. They won't let these people do anything. I mean, they'll go from the booth to their hotel room, back to the booth, and it'll be miserable. Well,
1: And, as, th- and as you mentioned last hour, though, uh, China just made an announcement that nobody's allowed to make any anti-China statements or anti-Olympic statements or some whatever language they used. Uh,
0: well, they said any uh, statements that violate Chinese law. which included any criticism of the government. So, yeah, uh, and that was the point I was going to get to, is if one of their announcers says, of course, uh, there is uh, the shadow of the Uyghur genocide looming over the games, they'd go straight to the gulag. Chinese authorities probably yank them out mid-race and and, and put them in a Chinese prison.
1: Maybe we'll hear more about this. I wonder how much of that decision by NBC was actually just COVID, and how much of it is... Because I've been saying for some time, I think NBC is going to be under a lot of pressure to to be at least somewhat straight with people about China and the realities. And based on China's announcement, which happened just before NBC announced that they're not sending any announcers. I used the word announced too many times. Yeah, I don't know. I tracked with you. Uh Announcers would be... In a position of, if we get it all
0: straight, like if we bring up the Uyghurs or anything like that, we might end up in jail. Well, right, a member of the, uh, the I almost said Soviet, well, close enough. Uh, the Chinese Olympic Committee just put out a statement saying anybody who says anything that's in violation of Chinese law should expect to be uh, dealt with in the legal system. Uh, it was pretty unequivocal statement. If I'm one of NBC's announcers, and I think I could do a really good job on the bobsled, by the way. Look at him go, Jim. You know, that sort of thing. Uh, if I'm one of those uh, announcers, I'm saying um, I don't want to go. I don't want to be in China. And if I say anything that, 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 that points out some of the horrors of communism, all of a sudden I'm in a Chinese jail and President Biden may or may not plead for my release. F that. I'll do it from home. I'll watch on the video screen and say, look at him go, Jim. That's an interesting development. This has all happened in the last hour.
1: Statement from China and then a quick statement from NBC. We're not sending announcements. Uh, Announcers. I don't think those are unconnected, right?
0: Oh, I agree completely.
1: This is going to get more interesting the closer we get. I still think there's a chance that we don't participate.
0: I wonder. Wow. I'm not sure I agree with you, but I'll I'll wait and see. Here's the specific verbiage from the uh, Deputy Director General of International Relations for the Beijing Organizing Committee. Any expression that is in line with the Olympic spirit, I'm sure, will be protected. Any behavior or speech that is against the Olympic spirit, especially against the Chinese laws and regulations, are also subject to certain punishment. Uh, I'm not going. That's a strong
1: statement. When a, when, a, when a regime like the Communist Chinese Party makes a statement like that, they mean it. They're not playing around.
0: Right. They're trying to scare you into compliance. Uh, it could be if you make a minor incursion. Against Chinese laws and regulations, they'll merely issue a warning, but I wouldn't take that chance. And again, if I'm going to announce the bobsled, like in my fantasy... I'm thinking, all right, I'm 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 going to be working like, uh, you know, a certain uh, hours, several days. I'll watch the practice run so I have something to talk about the rest. But I'm going to be able to watch other sports. I'm going to be able to travel a little bit, see some of the sights, soak up some Chinese culture, get myself some authentic sweet and sour pork, whatever. None of that is happening. None of it. It will be like a prison going from the booth to your hotel room. Um, and, and so you got that combined with a threat of arrest. If you say, you know, oh, here's why that guy's holding up his fist to uh, here's why the authorities are hustling him away because he's protesting against the treatment of the Uyghurs. Then all of a sudden I'm in a Chinese jail. No effing way am I going to China. Yes, Michael. Do you think the athletic events are going to be fair or do you think
1: the judges are going to be told by China? Uh, you're gonna, These guys are going to win. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it was always uh, sketchy back in the Soviet Union days, the Soviet judge or the East German judge. That was always sketchy. Sure. But uh, yeah, to the announcer thing, I mean, you picture Olympics past, and you got announcers out on the street talking to the good people at Oslo. And you're at the local coffee shop and having a conversation. Uh,
0: that's not going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. That sort of thing can't happen. Well, and you know, just to further illustrate the point, I am uh, fortunate to have a couple of buddies who are Major League umpires. And the travel is is tough in that job, unless you love it. But one of the redeeming parts of it is you get to see the country, and you get to see the city you're in. Maybe you're a golfer. You get to play the courses and hit the tourist sites or, or the big museums and that sort of thing. Well, during COVID, a lot of it was you go from the ballpark to your hotel, back to the ballpark. That's it. And it was miserable. So, yeah, no, I, I totally get why they're not going. It sounds terrible. Be threatened with arrest. Good Lord.
1: But at least, yeah, see, this is where I wonder, is NBC ever going to come clean at all? So they're, they're saying today because of fear of COVID, we're not going. So they're not, they're not willing to say because of fear of safety for our announcers or because we don't feel the Chinese Communist Party is going to allow us to speak honestly. They're not saying that out loud. They're claiming it's just a, it's just COVID safety for the our employees.
0: Well, that's because they're they're uh walking on pins and needles, as you always must in a regime like China, to make sure their access remains. Right. T- to make sure their signal gets out, to make sure the Chinese don't decide to show NBC uh who's actually in charge at some point with some disastrous, you know, the final night of the figure skating or whatever. Um the Chinese decide, all right, NBC, uh the rest of the world you can watch the figure skating, the US cannot. I'll be interested to see if we make it through the whole two two weeks without an incident
1: that like crosses the line and everybody has to just kind of come clean.
0: Well, with the with the utter lockdown and the lack of uh fans and the rest of it, who's going to report it if it happens? Right. I mean, you may have, keeping in mind the whole you got to take a burner cell phone, because the Chinese are going to be in your cell phones, they're going to be reading your data, they're going to be listening to you, they're going to be blocking your calls, the rest of it. Are, am I going to be the you know second-tier bobsledder who, who calls the New York Times and say, says, hey, I just saw a Chinese athlete beaten by the police and dragged away? I don't know. Right. If,
1: if, if NBC doesn't have any reporters there, they're not going to be talking to the athletes. At least not in person.
0: No, there are going to be no international press there, no fans, no nothing. It's all going to be conducted in the, you know, uh, un Wuhan like squeaky cleanliness of the Olympic Village. Weird that
1: we're participating.
0: Yeah, it is. It is good. To, and, to, you know, the, we're tying ourselves into knots. So I got to get back to the whole uh, transgender movement thing. Their new strategies are out. We will tell you specifically what phases, what sentences, what arguments you're going to hear to allow big, beefy former dudes to compete in girls' sports, for instance. Interesting to see their playbook. Wow. Yeah, that is next. Armstrong and Getty. The
2: Armstrong and Getty Show. But look, let me ask a rhetorical question. No, I won't. Anyway. Thank you. Uh, You're
1: welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Let me ask a rhetorical question. Uh, I know
0: I won't. Never mind. Hey, thank you.
1: I guarantee uh, you, if he decided not to say it, it was probably in his best interest not to say it.
0: Yeah, because half the stuff he said was not in his best interest. We'll have some lowlights for you, some weird moments from the press conference yesterday. Uh, Peter Doocy uh, getting into it with the old man. Uh, Peter Ducey of Fox News, of course. So uh, back to the whole transgender sports thing. Um And it's just, it's so blatantly unfair, and everybody knows it, for a uh, biological male to be r- competing against girls in youth sports or even in adult women's sports. um And the, the very activist groups that are into this sort of thing have realized there are no arguments they have that are winners. They have polled on them. They don't have a single leg to stand on. I
1: don't know how the athletes themselves take so much pride in their winning, but they do.
0: I think they're deluded. They're delusional. I mean, they obviously already have a confusing life going, and they just it's tough for them to deal with all of it. But they mention that, and then they say, the movement's base in persuadables want to support transgender student-athletes but are extremely susceptible to our opposition's argument that excluding trans youth is necessary to protect the fairness of women's sports. Well, the reason persuadables are susceptible to that argument is that it's perfectly reasonable. So... What they say is that we need to embrace and promote the race class gender narrative Well, what is that long story short? They want to rope all of it together So they want to kind of fudge everything and swirl everything together So that if you're somebody who's against say I don't know slavery of Africans they will imply that you must also be in favor of big, beefy former dudes whooping up on women in sports. It's all the same. It's all the same. This is from the big transgender youth and the Freedom to Be Ourselves messaging guide from uh, some of the big-time activist groups. And uh, they have a a bunch of examples. The new report laments that colorblind messaging dominates LGBT advocacy, that where race is mentioned, it's usually used to name disparities, a simple acknowledgement of the increased violence and discrimination trans people of color face, but we need to make it seem like it's the same argument when you're talking about all trans people. So here are some of the things you do if you're in favor of this. Open with a shared value, explicitly naming or evoking race, gender, and class. Effective opening values include the following. Freedom to be ourselves, treating each other with dignity and respect, and the golden rule, treating others as we'd want to be treated. Quote, whether we are black or white or brown, native or newcomer, transgender or not, we want the freedom to be ourselves. And be a big, beefy former dude whooping up on girls. Name the villains who violate our values, expose their motivation of getting back into or holding on to power, and position them as a barrier to what our families need. Quote, but some people try to get and hold on to power by putting us in boxes based on what we look like, where we're from, or our genders. They stoke fear, so we turn against some group instead of demanding what our families need. Uh, I still don't think big, beefy former dudes should be whooping up on girls in the pool. So
1: it's the classic Mott and Bailey. You get out there in the the world of stuff we can all agree on. I believe in being fair to people and nice to people. (laughs) And then you go with the former dudes should be able to outswim girls. Sure. And uh, if you challenge it, they go back to the other stuff. Oh, you don't believe in
0: fairness? So here's another good one. We see this in how schools tell black kids how to keep their hair or send girls home for the clothes they wear and in how certain p- politicians exploit lack of familiarity with transgender people including trans kids from healthcare school or sports.
1: I'm not talking about a black girl's hair, I'm talking about a guy who was a dude up until
0: fairly recently <laughs> He's so you- breaking all these swim records. So you go from a black girl's hair to her clothes to excluding trans kids from healthcare, What monster would do that? Unless they're talking about the, the super fast conveyor belt of, of getting kids surgery before they know what's happening. Anyway, who would advocate keeping trans kids from health care or school? And then they end with sports or sports. Oh, uh, wait a minute. We've yeah. gone from black girls hair to beefy former dudes whipping up on girls in the pool. How do we get there?
1: Joe Biden did call on a Fox reporter. That was kind of exciting. We'll play that for you, among other things, coming up. If you miss an hour, get the podcast, armstrongandgetty.com.
0: Armstrong and Getty.
2: The Armstrong and Getty Show. How many more hours am I doing this? I'm happy to stick around. You always ask me the nicest questions. I know you do. All right, I- none of them make a lot of sense to me, but I. I-
1: so that was uh, you could barely hear it, but, but it was a uh, Peter Ducey of Fox News. I don't know how did have you heard anything about how Biden got. Ended up doing the longest press conference in history. Do um, you have any idea how that happened? Was it an accident? Like, where, where all is. Handlers back in the back of the room, like giving him the cut it off mark for the last
0: hour, and he just didn't see him or uh, not for the last hour, but for the last chunk of it. Yeah, it had planned to go X amount with uh, the prescribed uh, people asking the prescribed questions, but he decided to go a little longer. But and the joke was among the former uh, press people who are on Fox News, particularly Dana Perino and uh, Ari Fleischer, was like his staff had to be pulling out their hair.
1: But... I mean, but why was he saying, how long am I going to do this? Well, I don't know. You're the freaking president. Do it for two minutes or two days. Do whatever you want. I mean, that, I, I, I don't well, How many what times that means. has
0: he said, I've been told to answer questions now?
1: But of course, he went with the whole, uh, the Fox reporter's a crazy person. We'll go ahead and let them ask a question. His questions never make any sense. All right. Wow. All right. Yeah. At You know, half the country buys that. So whatever. But anyway, here is the question and answer from the Fox reporter and the president yesterday. Well, let's let's try our way. Come a on. New year. Uh, why are you trying so hard in your first year to pull the country so far to the left?
2: Well, I'm not. I don't know what you consider to be too far to the left. If, in fact, we're talking about making sure that we had the money for COVID, making sure we had the money to put together the bipartisan infrastructure, and making sure we were able to provide for those things that, in fact, would significantly reduce the burden on working-class people, but make them they have to continue to work hard. I don't know how that is pointed to the left. If you may recall, I, uh, you guys have been trying to convince me that uh, I am... Uh, um, bernie sanders i'm not i like him but i'm not bernie sanders i'm not a socialist i'm a mainstream democrat and i have been oh my god so <laughs> so there you go he
1: got in his fox question and answer so
0: yeah i think peter Ducey could have asked a better question than that honestly i like peter but that was that was too easily parried needs to have specifics so a couple of things for you oh uh,
1: i wanted to hit this the two headlines out of yesterday, if you're like, barely pay attention to this stuff. He stated that a, a minor incursion of Russia into Ukraine might be something we can put up with. And then afterwards, the uh, the White House walked that back, and Kamala Harris is out today claiming that's not what he meant. But that's what he said a couple of times, and uh, the world is wondering what he meant. And then the other thing was he laid out several times also that if... Uh, the Voting Rights Act, the Voting Rights Act bill doesn't get passed, then the elections may not be uh, something you can believe in. He stated that just as a casual thing. Can't can't believe in the integrity of elections anymore. So right, lovely. Those are the headline making things out of the story yesterday.
0: You know, one things, more thing ahead. from the news conference is that um, he said repeatedly, Republicans, what are they for? Are they for anything? They never say. What are they for? Well, I'm scanning all the major news sources. Not a single one of the legacy media went to Mitch McConnell or Lindsey Graham or, or Mitt Romney or anybody and said, all right, president says you guys aren't for anything and nobody knows what you're for. What are you for? Nobody went to the GOP to ask them that question.
2: Which would be
1: not. a quick and easy answer. Sure. Um, you know, lower regulation, more freedom, blah, blah, blah. They, you know, go through the usual list of conservative slash Republican things.
0: Sure. Enforce the border and uh, it's, we're for school choice, we're for ending arbitrary and, and suffocating COVID uh, mandates, etc.
1: Remember there for a cup of coffee where we all thought maybe the NFL had peaked and was on the downside and people weren't that interested in it anymore? I mean, I bought into it. I thought, okay, it's just, you know, people get tired of things. Things don't stay popular forever. American Idol was huge. Who wants to be a millionaire was huge. They went away. The Charles. I mean, the NFL is going to go away. Well, no. They had huge ratings this year for whatever reason. You know, pandemic might have something to do with it. But TV ratings for the NFL's wild card round were up 21% over last year, <whistles> despite most of the games not being in doubt going into the fourth quarter. 21%. Uh, regular season games averaged 17 million viewers across television and digital platforms, a 10% increase over 2020, and the highest average since 2015. So I don't know what was... It might have just been the whole Colin Kaepernick thing. People were just so... Bah, stayed away for a while, and now that's kind of receded, and we don't think politics when we think NFL, and we're able to come back. I don't know. It is
0: less in my face than it was for a while.
1: No doubt about that. We got this text. I bring this up because I have been a person who uh, sells things now and then on... Ebay or uses PayPal or whatever, you might not realize that this rule changed for the year. Hey, Jack and Joe, love the show. Been listening for seventeen years. Thank you very much. Indeed, I'm mostly happy you said that. The fact that that many years have gone by, and more, and those ads, those years have to be added to my uh, my 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 age, putting me in my current spot. Don't make me happy.
0: One toe in the grave, at least.
1: Exactly. A few days ago, I put some items on eBay. After a week, the items were all sold. The buyers all paid what they owed through PayPal, who in turn pays me once the delivery is made. I received an email from eBay telling me that I have to fill out a form for the IRS. I've never had to do this before. Oh, boy. I was informed that any sales that add up to more than $600 in a year, if you sell a few things that add up to more than $600, which isn't going to be hard to do, uh, it has to be reported to the IRS, and I will be getting a 1099. So I have to pay taxes on the, quote, profit from the sale of the items. This is total BS. I paid for those items with my own money that I earned, and then paid income taxes on that, or on the money that, I, you know, before I got the money uh, the, the, that I earned. I also paid the state almost 10% in local taxes when I made the purchases. It's not like I'm making money on these sales. Obviously, I'm losing a lot of money on selling used items. If I sell my used car on eBay Motors for half as much as I paid for it new, is that income? No, it's a loss for me. Um, what gives? So, yeah, that is the new rule. Anything over $600, if it adds up on eBay or any of those kind of platforms, you got to pay
0: tax on the supposed profit? Sales tax. has nothing to do with profit. Government doesn't care if you profit or lose. It's the sales tax.
1: No, I get it from the buyer, because that's why I've stopped buying things on a number of platforms. It no longer makes any sense. It no longer works for me to pay whatever they're asking for it and 10% sales tax. Sure, yeah, yeah. I get
0: your what you're saying,
1: yeah. But this guy's selling stuff, and he's going to get a 1099 for 10% of the... Because you sold? It's business revenue. So if I have a, I sell, I've bought and sold a number of musical instruments over the years on these platforms. So if I bought a guitar new for $1,000, used, it's only worth 500 I sell it for 500 I got to pay tax on that? Having
0: recouped some of your fully double-taxed purchase, you got to pay more tax.
1: While the person exactly. who bought it is also paying 10% sales tax on a right. used item between two people. Right. No, it, this is a lot of this is being driven underground in a number of ways. There are different uh, forums out there for all kinds of different stuff to buy and sell, whether it's musical instruments or lawn equipment or whatever, because people are trying to get around the whole "I don't want to pay ten percent sales tax for your used lawnmower that you're going to sell me for a hundred bucks." That's crazy. God,
0: it is completely crazy.
1: But that's that's where we are now. And now on the selling end, you're going to get a ten ninety nine. For anything that, if it adds up to more than $600, that's going to put eBay
0: out of business, isn't it? Well, I would never say you should evade taxes, but I'm going to give myself an opportunity right now to say you should not evade taxes. I will say that at mark. Seems like I didn't say it. So you (laughs) go ahead and you live your life the way you think is appropriate. (laughs)
1: i'm all for evading taxes i didn't used to be didn't used to be most of my life i thought that was a bad thing to do i think the tax system is so freaking over the top and 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 reaching into every area of your life you do everything you can to avoid taxes oh yeah
0: yeah i mean if you want to get into the hundreds of billions of dollars handed out to schools that went to bonuses for Administrators went to the union goons, uh, you know, whatever the so called COVID money that went to better Wi Fi in whatever state or, or a bridge in another one, or
1: whatever. the new
0: middle management equity department, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and and you know, I've I will say this to my grave, my grave. Government's exactly like one of those phony charities. They call themselves a non profit or a not for profit. Everybody gets paid exorbitant amounts and employs all their relatives. Everybody gets rich. They trade on the insider information. And because they can convince softheads that the quote unquote other guy isn't paying his fair share, they keep raising taxes, raising taxes, raising taxes. They're all getting rich. But they still can say it's a not for profit. Politics, government is a for-profit industry, and they're making way more than you are. How about, Wake up. How many people do you think
1: uh, agree with the premise that if my neighbor sells me his used lawnmower, he paid $600 for it, I'm going to give him 100 bucks for it because a used lawnmower is not worth much. How many people think that I should have to pay 10% of taxes to the state for that?
0: A tiny number of people, and I'd like to slap them. So you don't think most people,
1: even progressives, think that that makes sense? Or I wonder. That's an interesting question. I, I don't know.
0: Uh, uh, I, it seems crazy to me. Racking my memory for the last time I chatted with progressives about used mowers. Just can't come up with it. Don't know.
1: <laughs> I think it's going to put eBay and a whole bunch of these different uh, forums out of business, though. And people are going to go underground in a variety
0: of ways. I don't think you should evade taxes, but I don't not think you shouldn't <laughs> evade taxes.
1: I have good news and bad news on the diet front as we get more information about dieting from experts. Good news and bad news. I don't want the bad news. You don't? No. Pollyanna? It's hard enough. Pollyanna, want a cracker?
0: <laughs> now he's calling me a parrot? What <laughs> yeah. is going on here? Got you that, child
1: among other things on the way. <laughs>
0: Armstrong and Getty the Armstrong and Getty
2: show
1: you know you talk, you campaigned and, and you ran on a return to civility. And I know that you dispute the characterization that you called folks who would oppose those voting bills um, as being Bull
2: Connor or or George Wallace, but you said that they would be sort of in the the same camp. No, Uh, I didn't say that. Look what I said. Go back and read what I said and tell me if you think I called anyone who voted on the side of the position taken by Bull Connor that they were Bull Connor. And that is an interesting reading of English. You, you, I assume you got into, into journalism because you like to write. The main
0: conclusion I draw from that clip is that it's difficult to argue with crazy old people. I didn't say anybody on the, is on the side of Bull Connor. I said anybody is the side of Bull Connor is not Bull Connor. What? yelling at the reporter for greeting him with his own words. We'll have more next hour. If you don't get the next hour of the show, grab it via podcast later. I'm or wherever you like to get podcasts. Polls get way too
1: much attention. I think maybe the world would be better off without them. They're often completely inaccurate and lead Which people. Polls? To
0: All of them. Okay. 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 Uh,
1: new AP poll out, though, that has Biden at as its lowest number since uh, since he took office. The real clear politics average had him at 40.8. Um, Joe Biden was asked about the polls yesterday. He so said he doesn't believe the polls. That's what politicians always say. If they're low, if they're high, you tout them. I mean, it's just the way you play the game. Um, Newsweek has this, though. Newsweek. Is Newsweek still mostly leftly? I don't even know what Newsweek
0: no, is. No, actually, no. They've swung notably to the right. Oh, okay. Okay. So, uh,
1: but anyway, they've got out that Biden is currently trailing Trump in a... Hypothetical matchup for 2024 by five points. Trump leads by five points. I a said,
0: hy- you're kidding me. A hypothetical nightmarish matchup, I might add.
1: <laughs> I said this about the polls yesterday. I'll just say it again in case you didn't hear it. I Now have been doing this long enough, as we were talking about earlier, the having lived through uh, being a talk show host when George Bush was in the 30s and there was no way he could win re-election. And Barack Obama had uh, his polls tanking and there's no way he could win re-election. Uh, Both of them did, if you're not paying attention. Uh, You know, if you go back even further, uh, Ronald Reagan was in huge trouble early on. He got reelected. Bill Clinton was was at 42% in 96, the year of the election. He was at 42% and got reelected. So this is meaningless, meaningless. On the other hand,
0: on the other hand you could add Bill Clinton's age and Barack Obama's age and throw in Baron Trump, and they're still younger than Joe freaking Biden. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Good news, they've removed Theodore Roosevelt's statue from the American Museum of Natural History in New York. If you've ever oh. seen that giant statue, that is like the, the, the star of those Night at the Museum movies with Robin Williams can't even have that was the star of the movies kids movies family movies everybody going that was the character the star of the movie doesn't matter you can't even have that statue out in front of the museum anymore because that's how much we've changed in terms of our attitudes
0: well in fairness those movies came out 75 years ago oh no that's right they're recent right and the woke crowd is on the march man wild they will take no prisoners
1: hey i came across this about uh, i think this was in the new york times they went through all your big diets, intermittent fasting, paleo, low carb, low fat. There's a couple more in there. And the thing they all had in common was, if you follow them, you take in fewer calories. What now? And their nutritionist said, that's, that's really the key thing with all of these, is that you're eating significantly less than you were before. Something I need to remember. We should all remember. Um... On the other hand, there was more information backing up the idea that, well, uh, have you heard anybody else talk about this is, uh, the way we do? Maybe, maybe people don't want to hear this. But we're the most <laughs> realistic show in America on the whole dieting thing. Look, the evidence is out there. It's freaking damn near impossible.
0: To lose weight and keep it off and for the long it term. It's, yeah. it's very
1: challenging. Uh, I, I, I think you've got to put very in capital letters. I don't got to do nothing. Aren't you obstinate? <laughs> you know who's obstinate? Your body when it comes to losing weight. Yeah, no choice. Your body joke. is very obstinate, and Boy. it works as hard as it can to get you back up to that weight. Like with my intermittent fasting, I was losing weight pretty easily when I only ate six and a half hours a day. Then it stopped. I had to go to six hours a day. Then that stopped. Then five and a half hours a day. That quit working. I'm now down to five hours a day to be able to lose weight because the body adjusts. It says We got to go into crisis mode. We got to hoard calories. We got to lower your metabolism. We got to get that weight back on. You're going to die. You're going to starve to death. Your body
0: is saying, your stupid, stupid body. Well, and part of the problem is it just doesn't adjust to a break even. It over adjusts. So for the rest of your days, it stops burning calories. (laughs) You're better off never dieting at all. Or as I've said many times, all you have to do is reduce your calorie intake by 300 per day exercise slightly more, and 15 years from now, you will have lost five pounds. And kept it Congratulations. Yes.
1: So the real key, no wonder nobody talks about this. Who would want to hear this? Because practically everybody is trying not to gain weight or to lose weight. Who would want to hear this reality? But I don't know. I think it's handy to know reality.
0: I'm sorry. What would you say? I'm listening to a Taylor Swift song.
1: Practically, the definition of conservative is... Shake
0: it loose. Shake it loose.
1: Recognizing what is, is the definition of conservative. And what is, right. is dieting and keeping the weight off is damn near impossible. Uh, the best thing to have if you want to diet is get a time machine, go back, and not gain the weight in the first place. That's mm. the
0: number one thing you could do. You know, I was going to have lunch with Jesus, then it occurred to me, wait a second. I could all I have fit. to do is go back to junior year of high school, not eat all those fries and shakes at the lunchroom, and I would not be you know, nearly as hefty. You had fries and shakes in your lunchroom. Yeah. Yeah, you had to like buy them, but I was always working so I had money. Boy, we didn't have. And I was ravenously there. hungry playing multiple sports and the rest of it, so yeah, I overate. Yeah, how often would you have a milkshake? Pretty damn frequently. I I don't remember, but it was it was several times a week. Yeah. And when you're a kid, you can do that. Or you and then I'd stop you at could. Wendy's on the way home after baseball practice, have a triple triple and extra large fries or whatever, please. That sounds awesome. Dietary suicide. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's fine as long as you're burning 10,000 calories a day. Then the moment you stop, Kerb <laughs> Armstrong and Getty.